Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Santa, joined, as always, by the brisket to my ribs. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, I almost said shrimp skewers right there to mess with you. Would you? I would have been so mad. Like, I would have just, I would have exited the podcast. <laughs> Our very own Kielbasa. That's right. It's Eric Ronovic. Eric, how you I'm doing? I'm neither overpriced nor overrated. Uh, summer class is in session, and I am grading on a curve. Shrimp. Oh no! Oh no! It's a. It's a. Got a curve. Shrimp. Hey, I have a shrimp. I have a shrimp skewer question for you, Eric. Uh, do you eat the tail? Well, I mean, the, wait, the crunchy part or the tail that comes out of like the heart? All the way. Like, do you go all the way to the end, or do you, do you leave the stick? Do you leave a little the bit? The whole thing. If if I leave anything, it's only <laughs> a tiny bit. Eat the stick. Yeah, I want. I want all my. I want all my shrimp. I want all the, the shrimp skewer meat. and everything. He's paying twenty six dollars for five shrimp, so he's gonna eat the skewer too. We gotta, gotta, gotta <laughs> get those fibers. <laughs> all right, we're gonna circle back to this article uh, a little bit later, I think. But Mike Salk had his observations from week one of OTAs uh, article that I and I thought this one had the more interesting uh, stuff in it, and I really wanted to talk first, just mostly a little bit because we're not gonna talk offense this week. We'll circle back to the defensive notes, pass catchers, okay. Uh, he wrote, after hearing how wide receiver D'Eskridge was the star of practice on Monday, I was excited to see if the hype is real. Unfortunately, he wasn't present. <laughs> <laughs> I what's, think, the, what's the most important ability there, uh, Nathan? I think, unfortunately, he wasn't present is the title of D'Eskridge's sex. <laughs> like, that's the best <laughs> of <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Really, just not here. Um, and then uh, the tight ends. He liked the tight ends group, obviously. Uh, they're very good. He called him Parkinson a creature, which I thought was funny. But this is a great trio. We talked about it a little bit last week. This trio looks top, top. Do you, as we move forward, though, these guys are, a lot of these guys are coming to the end of their contract. Do you think that we re-up with the same group or is this, they're going to be a little overturn in this group? What do you guys think? I think there's probably overturn only because you're going to have money you want freed up. You really want to go after some of the free agents that are coming up next year. You still have some draft building to do, and that means probably a tight end, uh, probably a second round tight end next year. Please, not first. Please, God, not first first round. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is something that tight end is what you can build through the draft. I think they probably re-sign one of these guys, Parkinson, if he's not terrible. Real yeah, quick, so Eric. This is uh, the last year of fan. George have... Kittle without injury concerns might be in the next draft. So don't say, uh, please, no first round tight end. Okay. Well, there, 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 is, some, there are some studly people coming out. I'm there's just that. the one. Yeah. There's the one guy who's like, this is the best tight end prospect since uh, Kyle Pitts or whatever. I also this guy's don't want actually the fourth a tight end. I don't want the fourth <laughs> pick in the draft, though, either. Which Kyle Pitts is just a big X oh. receiver who can line up in line. 15% of the time he's not he's not I would say I don't know calling him a tight end is very generous but he's very good don't get me wrong Kyle Pitts rules but he's just a tight he's mostly a wide receiver so okay we'll circle back to this when we get when we talk about the defense but there are some other offensive news actually I would say this is more offensive than offensive news um apparently the Eagles had a deal done deal with the Seahawks agreed upon to bring uh, to bring Russell Wilson to the Eagles, and Russell Wilson rejected it. Okay, knowing what we know now, the Russell Wilson trade is a huge success. I'm going to guess this deal probably centered around Jalen Hurts and two first-round picks. 
Uh, would you rather have Jalen Hurts and two first round picks, or the haul that we got for Russell Wilson? Not that that not that that's like a granular A B choice, but uh, like is Jalen Hurts enough of a enough of an upgrade over Geno to kind of push you towards that deal, or would you ra- would you rather have uh, had? Would you rather? Do you like the the, the kind of absolute draft haul we got um, from it? So I'll start with Kevin. Kevin, what do you think? Do do you think the Eagles deal would have been better than the Russ deal, or is it is it all uh, is it kind of a wash? Well, when his arm fell off, they wouldn't have been drafting as high as they did, but I still think they'd be drafting a lot higher than Denver did, and I think that matters a lot because the draft picks that the Seahawks got put us in a position to do something kind of special, which is we've built up a roster now where we can win now with Geno at quarterback, but there's enough young talent around it where we could make a move to go get a quarterback and we wouldn't be like the bears where we've got a rookie quarterback, a quarterback on a rookie deal, but not enough talent around him to win. We would have an offensive line in position. That's good. Good receivers, a young defense that can come along with that quarterback. And I feel like that's a really good position to be in. So from a, a, like as much as I think Jalen hurts is a really good player from a team building perspective. I think that our hall we got from Denver is better. Jalen, another Jalen Hurts thing is that remember p- people are, might be listening to this and thinking like you're crazy. You wouldn't get Jalen Hurts plus two first for us. Before last season, the perception of Jalen Hurts is was very different than it is yes. now. I just want to point that out to everyone is that you might be thinking like, oh, Jalen Hurts, he's the best, one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. He's a great leader. Yeah, we know that now. At the time, I think the perception on him was like he was ascending, but we weren't sure how good he could possibly be. Uh, and now we know he, he can lead a team to the Super Bowl and, and win. The, if you can get to the Super Bowl, you can win the Super Bowl with that quarterback. That's just and the perception the around is. Russ was a lot better than it is now, too. Like, that's Correct. the other thing is yeah. don't forget, Russ was still being treated like a, a borderline top five quarterback. Yep. All right, Eric, what do you think? Would you, would you prefer the Jalen to get Jalen Hurts in here or would you do you like the uh, the current draft hall? You know, I'll take the other side only because Jalen Hurts did really turn into a better player than I certainly thought he would be. Uh, probably what the Eagles thought he would be, honestly. Um, I think, and with, and with still... quarterback quarterback whisperer Pete Carroll, right? I mean, well, quarterback whisperer or not, um, a guy <laughs> who wants to run the ball and send his quarterbacks out on, uh, you know, roll rollouts, uh, rollouts, or or uh, you know, fake. Well, what is the thing that we haven't done in a long time where they fake the run, read, step read, back, uh, and throw? Yeah, yeah read, thank you. Play action, uh, right, and read right. option as well. Read option. Uh, right. What if anything, I love this article because it taught me that I know we haven't drafted well. The Seahawks have not drafted extremely well every draft in the last, you know, five years. But this is a team that tried to go after Patrick Mahomes. They tried to get rid of Russ to get Patrick Mahomes. They tried to get rid of Russ to get Jalen Hurts. And look at where these guys are now. Um, our, Our GM group knows what they're doing. Uh, the people that build this team know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, they, they've they missed on some draft picks. And D. Eskridge, I'm staring at you. Um, but ultimately, I, I love our GM core that we have. I love the guys building this team and um, puts us in a great position to win. Looking at like I'm looking at you is something no NFL quarterback has ever said. <laughs> looking, I looked at the I looked at the draft draft results. Uh, they're trying to get him to look at him. That's why they keep pumping him up in uh, these <laughs> interviews that looks very at the draft short results. right over them you're shining uh, up 
I must, I'm going to assume we would have got something like Kyle Hamilton last year instead of Charles Cross and maybe like Christian Gonzalez this year instead of Devin Witherspoon. And I just, I love Jalen Hurts. I think it would have been cool to, to get the next quarterback right away. Uh, but Gino has proven to be good enough now that I think that you, knowing what we know now about Gino, Gino is a borderline top 10 quarterback. I think you take the the more draft capital side of the trade, but it's close. And I, I agree with what both of you guys said on some level. It's an interesting NFL what if for sure. There's a lot of like uh, interesting NFL what ifs and that that's got to be uh, that's going to be up there if that story turns out to be true. All right. Um, next gen stats, top 10 deep passer. Speaking of the guy who's actually here, Geno Smith came up number one on their list. Uh, 13 downfield scores, uh, 25.4% of his deep attempts produced touchdowns. He had a CPOE of thir- plus 13.2%, which is the best in the league. Uh, Geno Smith was great throwing down the field, Eric. I, I want to ask you, like, do you think that it makes a big difference that when Gino's getting downfield versus when he's not for our offense. Absolutely. This that's part of the Seahawks offense. I mean, uh, we talked about toxic differential for years on this podcast. And part of that is biding your time until you can have an explosive play, a play that, you know, is 40 yards or more, something like that. Um, 38 yards or more. Those are killers. Those are demoralizers. It tires out the defense. It kind of, uh, you know, as soon as someone gets back up, it pushes them down. It's a very assertive move in football to either score on a big pass like that or make a uh, make a play where you're, you know, you make up 40 yards and all of a sudden you're in field goal range or you're on first and goal. Uh, I think that's part of Seahawk football. And if you don't have that, I don't think you can make the playoffs. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Kevin, what do you, Kevin, do you, uh, do you, do you think the offense changed when when they kind of started letting Gino let it rip last year? Yeah, I think one of the things we talked about before was we were kind of missing that downfield threat. Um, they weren't really unleashing his arm that way. He ended up with a, a 8.2 uh, yards per attempt. Like his dot was 8.2 yards, which is um, a really respectable number. And uh, he was still able to keep his time to throw down under three seconds. Uh, and when he was clean, he was just playing the best deep passer in the NFL. So I think it kind of speaks to that. If we can have clean pocket Geno, being able to uncork that as a weapon and forcing defensive backs to respect that deep threat um, opens up the underneath of the offense for some of those run plays and for a lot of those like kind of drag and intermediate routes that are really a big part of uh, what Waldron installs. Now, a lot of people probably think that, especially people who are in the Discord, think that the last topic I'm going to do here before we talk about the defense is Adam Rank picking us to go eight and nine. And you're wrong because that's clickbait and I'm not going to deal with it. So uh, <laughs> the the uh, so the thing is, it's not that he picked us to go eight and nine. Eight and nine, I think, is a, is well within the range of outcomes for this year's version of the Seattle Seahawks. It's the way he picked us to go eight and nine. <laughs> I would have the biggest bone to pick. We're not losing at home to Carolina. We're not losing at home to Carolina in week three, Kevin. We're not losing it. All right. I like amazing. Adam Rank. There was no analysis he's, uh, there. He's kind of a madman sometimes. Okay, so we can. I know we lost to Carolina last year too. I have depression from it still. So the uh, you can create one rule and add it to the NFL. A great thread started by a Seahawks fan, user Lego Bowser, on the Reddit NFL. So I picked my five favorites, and then I'm going to let you guys react to those five. And then 
I'm going. I'm going to let you guys kind of throw an idea out there that you would like to uh, to implement. So it could be from the thread. It could be just something you made up. I don't care. So here we go. Uh, first, I like this one. It said officials have to do five minutes in the studio after the game explaining all their calls. Would you? <laughs> how how do you guys like this one? How fun would that be? Does, did you, I'm big on like that. There's no, there's no accountability for the the refs in the NFL. That'd be delightful. That do is, whatever they want. That's like the only one I'm all in, like 100% on. It's just a little press conference. Just a little, you know, how do you think you did today? Uh, you know, ups and downs. Uh, it's another Sunday. We can't get everything right. Uh, well, on that call that was obviously pass interference, you said it wasn't pass interference. The rule <laughs> states, blah, 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 blah. Seeing how that's exactly what happened on this play, what are your thoughts? Like, just that, that gotcha moment. Oh, my gosh. I had so many fantasies about how that would go down. The the uh, Australian Football League, which I've watched a couple games now because we have some Australians in the uh, in the Discord. They they when they go to like a like a ref challenge or anything like that, you can hear what the refs are saying during the challenge. And XFL does this too. And it's I just feel like there needs to be more transparency in the in the refereeing process. Right now, it just feels completely random. Like spin the you might as well just spin a wheel to decide what's going to happen after a coach's challenge or something like that. Um, so yeah, any other thoughts about the refs having to be more accountable? No, Anything? I think that's a positive. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about this one? Th- this one I actually would hate, but I thought it was funny, <laughs> so I picked it. The production crew must incorporate one Wilhelm scream into the broadcast that is timed <laughs> with a hit slash tackle, and the announcers aren't allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I, I I both love and hate That's that. <laughs> the specificity of it is amazing, but also no. I oh hate Wilhelm God. screams. I, I think it's well known. If you listen to the movie portion of this podcast, I hate the Wilhelm scream. Uh, that that but this just I just thought that was hilarious. What where someone's brain gets to that is is delightful to me. So the whole thing is it's it's the announcers who are not allowed to talk about it is the thing that makes it funny. <laughs> Everything up to that point, I'm like no. No, and that the announcers are not allowed to talk about or acknowledge it. Okay, I see what you're doing, and I appreciate it, but also I hate you. It's a Where's Waldo. It's a Where's Waldo for NFL football games. <laughs> just, just what you, just what you needed. You needed. Can't to... wait for the YouTube su- a supercut of all the Wilhelm screams from that year's Monday Night Football. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I like this one. Actually, I think this would be funny if a player commits an egregious penalty. So like I'm assuming like 15 yard penalties or like the, the real serious ones, they are removed from the game for the next play. And the offending team must play the next play with 10 players instead of 11, like a power play on hockey. Why don't more sports use the penalty box uh, idea? I, I've yes. never understood this. It is like a much better solution to sports than the, the penalty yards or free throws or anything like that. The penalty box is great. Give me more penalty box. I think it's because it's so unique to hockey. I love it too. I think that would be a great idea. I wouldn't. I don't think that's ridiculous. I the ref thing. I I think it's really unlikely, and that's a little ridiculous. Um, this uh, nothing ridiculous about this. Do you, do you what do you what do you think the defense would look like on the ten on the ten versus eleven plays? I like, think because uh, of the downs and distance. I think you take a linebacker off as a neutral though. And then I you just play play like some kind of like four, quarter two, four. zone, quarter zone or something. Depending on what it is, I could see um, something like um, what do they call it? A blanket where you only rush two, or casino where they're <laughs> where they're sending like nine, they're sending I mean, like eight or nine guys. Like seriously, that's 
I think that's the one way to counter it. On offense, on offense, you probably just you probably just bring it all in and just do like a like a really lame run play, just kind of give up the down and let unless you're run like, wing T, or you play or you do a shotgun play where the running back would normally be in to block, but instead you're at risk of getting murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Because because you're, but I think those are the two options. All right, here's a good one that I think is actually somewhat realistic, it, and it makes special teams better. If you split the uprights on a kickoff, the ball gets placed at the 15 instead of the 25. That's delightful. Yeah. So so then it's just like uh, guys with really good kickers. All right, and then the last one. This one's silly, Eric, so it's probably not very realistic, but it's the most fun. You ready? All right. Coin tosses are replaced by a competition between the head coaches as decided by the home team. For example, hot dog, <laughs> hot dog eating competition, mud wrestling, wet t-shirt contest. There are no limits. So Kansas City home games, they get to Pete pick Carroll no t-shirt contest. Time. Yeah, what would yeah. Pete Carroll pick? What do you guys think? What do you think Pete Carroll would pick uh, for his uh, something? Not accuracy. Something he would lose, dude. Have you ever seen no, Pete Carroll always shoot compete? Jump? Have you ever seen yeah. Pete Carroll shoot jump shots? Yes. I really oh, think like the thing. I, he has a wet jumper. I think he's old I think man he's at the like, gym energy big time. Jump, I think he's shooting jumpers against. Can you imagine him shooting jumpers against Andy Reid? Like, there's no way Andy Reid can shoot jumpers better than Pete Carroll. That'd be pretty rad. <laughs> it would, it'd be fun too. They like roll out the ba- half court basketball court onto the field for. for <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. You'd have so many coaching uh, injuries. <laughs> and then what? Like what? What are some other like notable coaches? What do you think they would pick? Andy Reid like, would do punt, pass, and kick. Sean McVay's doing a staring contest. I guarantee it. Sean McVay's like staring contest. <laughs> Just like looking into looking into the soul of his uh Sean McVay opponent. would do something that would just I I think he would do something like a marathon or memory or, memory cards, because apparently he has like the best memory, so it's just that stupid memory game where you flip Dan over. Dan Campbell cards. would do Greco Roman wrestling. I'm sorry, arm wrestling, yeah. That's what I, that's the thing. When I think Dan Campbell, I think arm wrestling, yeah. For no, sure. it'd be Greco-Roman wrestling because he wants the mouthpiece and like the helmet thing and everything. Like he he, he want the accoutrement. Bill Belichick does that thing from the Princess Bride where one of the cups is poisoned, but actually both are poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I don't know. You got any other ones? Or, all right. That was my that was my that was my closer. So I'm I think that, Mike McCarthy would hit. probably shrug and do a coin flip. <laughs> just, he'd be like, hey, we're doing a coin toss. It's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Pan- panic coin toss. Can't think of anything else. D'Amico Ryans is probably going to do a race because there's no NFL coach that can run faster than that guy, I don't think. Okay, uh, let's go to the defense now, the Seahawks defense. Last week we covered the offense. Um, I'm going to use some some of the information they gave us last year about what their defense looked like, and there's going to be some differences because this year the Seahawks have a uh, – their roster is just a little different. Uh, so let's start with a- interior defensive line. So last year they kept seven interior defensive linemen. This is defensive tackles, nose tackles, and three, four defensive ends. I'm kind of lumping them all together because we do think they're going to play pretty flexible fronts this year. Uh, these these are the players that I would say are a shoe-in to make the roster. Draymond Jones, Jaron Reed, Cam Young, Mike Morris, and Brian Monet if he's healthy. But after Pete, Par- Pete Carroll's last press conference, I think Brian Monet might be dead. Because he said like something about how he was in a dark place, or is that well, was that Alton that Robinson? Was, that was that was Alton Robinson. Alton Robinson uh, was having a tough road back, which I think means he was hit by a truck. Yeah. So I and then oh yeah, he said Brian Monet is gonna. Ha- they really need him back because they they want they have a role for him or something. Okay. And also, he specifically mentioned that when you're 360 pounds, knee rehabs are more difficult. Which you know what, I buy that. 
Okay, so th- those five guys are in. Let's just say that. Dr- Draymond, Brian Monet, Jaron Reed, Cam Young, and Mike Morris. We signed Mario Edwards. He's not He's not going anywhere. So that's six. Do you think anyone else makes the roster past this? I'm going to read these these next four names. Uh, these are the other four interior defensive linemen we have. Do you think any of these guys has a path, or are we going to keep six? And I will say, we need to shed somewhere, and I'll talk about why in a second. So Miles Adams. MJ Anderson, Jonah Tavai, and Austin Falu. I don't know. He was Lau. He's a no, he's a no, nose tackle from Oregon. Uh, okay. Do any of the are any of these guys uh, making it? And let's assume that Brian Monet is healthy. Eric, what do you think? No, I'm gonna start there. No, I I'm just I'm trying to really think. Ah, uh, but no, I don't I don't think they do. The Miles Adams. Uh, Cinderella story comes to a close for uh, at least for the Seahawks chapter. Hey, Kevin, what do you think? Do you think any of these four guys uh, makes it to the roster? I think Miles Adams has the inside shot because he has inside outside flexibility and will work in both three and four down fronts. So if anyone makes it, it'll be Adams. But I feel like I feel like six players for what they want to do probably is enough. So I think that they probably I think they probably don't make it. But if any of them do, I think it's Adams. And here's why they need to cut. Because last year we only kept three outside linebackers. Not the time that's right. <laughs> and this time they're definitely keeping four. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way they don't keep four. Um, because Daryl Taylor, Boye Mafe, Derek Hall, and Ingenu Osu are making the final roster. Like that's happening. So we're keeping four. Is well, and there... another point is Derek Hall is big enough that he can play with a hand on the ground in uh, four down defensive line sets. Okay, like, let's he is not a small man. Mm, let's true. go back to Mike Sock's week op- one observations about defense. He did an outside linebacker competition rotation, and these are the four guys he mainly talked about. Nwosu's the likely starter. Mafe seems to be the starter on the other side. Taylor's the pass rush specialist, but he looks thinner. So that I think they really told him, you know, hey, we want you fast this year. You are going to be a role player third down pass rush specialist get after the quarterback get your 10 sacks um that kind of thing and then he said finally there is the xl version in the form of rookie Derek hall he looks like a monster he's bigger than aaron curry it doesn't look embarrassing dropping into the flat so taylor looks fast tall looks huge mafe looks bigger than taylor and faster than hall um so mafe mafe is Coming along, it sounds like. And then we've got these other monsters coming along. So, yeah, this position, like you said, Kevin, in four, four, four fronts, I think you see some Mafe and some Hall uh, in the in the four-man fronts. And you see in the five-man fronts, Nuosu, Taylor, and then those other guys kind of mixing in a little bit. Now, the question is, are they going to keep a fifth guy? Because they invested a fifth-round pick in Tyreek Smith, a fifth-round pick in Alton Robinson. Uh are either of those, do either of those guys have a chance to make the roster, or is it kind of splitsville for these guys, Kevin? What do you think? I think Alton Robinson's dead, so uh, he's going to start the season on. He's IR. in a dark in the podcast. He's in a dark place. Yeah, that place is uh, uh, the inside of a coffin. So he's going to start the season on IR. I think he might be one of those like pup return guys um, because notice how he like Pete gave like four, six, eight week timetables on other players. With with a Rob, he was like. I don't know, man. He's like lost in the jungle, wandering somewhere. We gave him some provisions and a map, and we hope to see him eventually. But if he dies, he dies. And so I'm worried mm-hmm. about that with A-Rob. But I think Tyreek Smith got injured last year, and that's why he didn't let that's why he didn't play. I could mm-hmm. see Tyreek Smith getting a spot. 
especially with um like I don't think we're going to carry a lot of linebackers. Um and some of our options for backup linebacker can kind of ride that practice squad line too, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So I could see Tyreek Smith getting a spot here. Tyreek Smith does have like the clearest path. It's recent draft capital. He didn't play last year. So if he's healthy again, we could see him make it. I do think that there's, you know, if we count, I count Nick Ballore as a linebacker and my roster counts. That's where he gets the most snaps. If he gets any um, on on the uh, non-special teams playing field. And that's, it also depends on Jordan Brooks too. So Mm -hmm. Eric, let's dovetail that. Like Jordan Brooks, we get a lot of information with that, but the injury is so recent. Do you want Jordan Brooks, even if he feels like he can come back, to come back soon? We saw it last year with Quandre, where you know these guys come back sooner than you think, but then they're not quite a hundred percent. Should they should they rush to get Jordan Brooks back, or should they should they be patient? No, not with seventeen games. This is it's my problem with the NFL right now is that seventeenth game. I it really bums me out more than I thought it would. Um, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd be I get used to it. I'm not used to it. <laughs> I hate it. Looking at the schedule, it, the schedule no longer excites me like it used to. Um, I think. Yeah, when Nathan said eight and nine earlier, it was like, ugh. Yeah, every it's guys. Oh, it's made that, it's an it's an odd number. Ew. This odd time number. last year, we made that joke. Like, yeah, it's gonna get ugly because the uh, you know the odd number, and so I was picking like schedules without that odd number just to just to be difficult. Um, it's still <laughs> a shock to me. I see it, and I'm just like. Ugh. So, no, I don't think he should, going back to your question, he should not come back early, um, especially with Bobby coming back this year, I think is almost like a second chance for Jordan Brooks. And this is, that sounds really bad. Jordan Brooks was not awful last year, but considering where we left Jordan Brooks when Bobby left, it was, I would say, a disappointment. And uh, I, I want the best Jordan Brooks he can be this year. So we do expect expanded safety in the box stuff if Jamal Adams is healthy, which is a huge, enormous question mark that I think is, uh, you know, at this point, who knows what, who knows if we'll ever see Jamal Adams in the uniform again. It's starting. And to Devin like Bush that. is a capable player like that right, needs so, to be remembered in all this. So Devin Bush and Bobby Wagner are starting inside linebackers. Uh, Radigan and Belor probably have inside track on being the backups. Do we keep a fifth guy out of? Vi Jones, Patrick O'Connell, or Cam Bright on the active roster until Brooks comes back, or those practice squad guys, Kevin? What do you think? I think that's practice squad. Um, I think those are semi interchangeable guys. Uh, Jones, O'Connell, and Radigan and Bright are all kind of run and chase, tackle, box uh, kind of linebackers. And so I don't think I-, I would rather spend the spend the roster spot on a position group that's less interchangeable when we can have probably two of those guys hang on our practice squad and come in if uh, if needed. I do think Radigan's got a pretty good chance to make the initial roster just because of, you know, he's he's played in the uniform some and uh they made they made the qualifying RFA offer to him and stuff. Like they obviously see something in him. Uh so that I think he makes it as like the fourth linebacker but old past past yeah holds he's the brooks placeholder until brooks is healthy and then once brooks is healthy it's probably uh a tough it's probably a tough keep uh for them okay let's move to cornerback last year we kept six cornerbacks so right now we have witherspoon jackson burns um kobe Tariq, trey brown Jarek reed 
Arquan Bush, Lance Boykin, Benji Franklin, and Ty Okada. This is a lot. Oh, and James Campbell and Isaiah Dunn and Montre Braswell. Okay, let's just trim. And Franklin Benji. Let's try to trim to the top six, Eric. Help me out here. So Witherspoon's in. Woolen is in. Kobe is in. Jackson is in. That's those four guys are set in stone. Jarek Reed the second hat has to has to make it right off the I would recent so. draft capital. So that's five. So now we're looking at Trey Brown, Artie Burns, and then a bunch of UDFAs. Uh, so let's just do Trey Brown versus Artie Burns. I think that's the that's that's it right there, right? It's Trey Brown versus Artie Burns. Who you got, Eric? Do you got the oft injured Trey Brown or the 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 wily veteran Artie Burns? Where are you at? I. Uh, <laughs> I like how you you started off. So you're like, I oh. yeah, I was very confident, and then I I wasn't sure. Okay, uh, I'm I'm pulling the old Mike McCarthy here, guys. I'm gonna do a coin flip. Uh, I think it's probably Trey Brown because of history, and Pete likes his guys with history. Um, okay. I just I don't know. I don't know about Artie Burns, and and then there was a redemption story there, right? Trey, you know, Pete loves the redemption story. He's coming back Absolutely from the injury, back better than ever. If uh, if Kevin wants to sell me on Artie Burns right now, I'm all for it. But I don't. I, I'm not I, sold. And I will say this: I did not include Mike Jackson's conversation because apparently he's been like the best player at OTAs. People are just. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's beaten up Jake Bobo and Cody Thompson. I mean, it's not like. <laughs> It's not like a, I, think, I think Mike Jackson DK is, DK isn't out there. Neither is Jackson Smith and Jigba. to prove himself. But uh, but Mike Jackson seems like he is going to be a really good backup uh, outside corner for us. It, because Witherspoon and Tariq obviously block him pretty pretty hard. But it, he it, that is a premium backup. Michael Jackson is a is a really good backup. And then just like a, a good starter. If we ask to start, he's he's obviously already shown us he could start an average level. And if and he obviously is playing like he has something to prove. I think Kevin. it's kind of fun we brought Deshaun Shedd in to be a coach. And then we have Deshaun Shedd in the form of Mike Jackson. Yeah, I know. He's so <laughs> – Mike Jackson is sweet. I like him. Okay, Trey Brown or Artie Burns, Kevin? Where are you at here? Uh, I think there's a chance both of them make it over Jarek Reed. Oh, my goodness. Just okay. go throw a wrench in this. Oh, okay. Uh, but that being said, if I have to pick one out of the three, I think uh, – I would put Trey Brown as the bigger lock. Number one, we spent fourth round capital on him. Number two, the only reason he wasn't a big part of the plans last year was because of injury. I think the upside he has shown is the strongest upside out of all three of them. All right. I'm going to give you some Jarek Jarek Reed stuff, though, that makes me think that he's like a deadlock to make the roster. One, he has safety cornerback safety, safety cornerback flexibility. Uh, Pete Carroll and and John Schneider called him an angry elf. Which is, uh, which is, uh, they ain't given, they ain't given a fun nickname to a guy that they're not just gonna, gonna keep, uh, for it. And then it, this is the, this is the last quote. Carol said, he's a stud now. He's really built. He's really quick. I needed to see him in person to see how he can play it as physical a style as he has. And he's a stud now. He's fast as hell and made a good first impression. I, I don't, I think that guy's in. I, I don't, uh, is I think he agree to safety though. That's the thing. I think he's a nickel. I think he's gonna play nickel. I think he, I think he's gonna beat out Kobe for starting nickel. That's my that's my uh, flaming hot take. But I think he's that's they want spicy. they want a guy who can play in the box and be like a run defender. And this guy that you could see it with Devin Devin Witherspoon. They want to they want guys who can help in the run game on the outside if they're gonna play these lighter yep. boxes and like these three three defenses that they want to play and. Jarek Reed fits the bill. He's physical and he's he's in their face. I think that that guy is what they want their outside 
he's a, he's the model. He's the model for what they want. And then eventually, hopefully, they grow him up into a, a starting strong safety or the next Quandre because Quandre is also a sixth round pick. Okay, speaking of well, Quandre, nickel. Yep, he started out as a nickel. I think it's like a it's a perfect career path for him. Is to to I'm going to be the next Quandre Diggs. Is he should look in the mirror every day and say that. <laughs> it's like as a pers- <laughs> personal personal uh, hype himself an up. Affirmation. <laughs> now safety. Okay, Julian Love, Quandre Diggs, obviously, and Jamal Adams. I want to put 18 question marks next to it. But for the sake of this exercise, we're going to assume he's healthy. Last year, we kept five safeties. Now, Kevin, like you said, they might cheat and count like Kobe or Jarek as like a safety hybrid to try to to try to cheat a guy over. But after those first three guys, Adams, Diggs, Love, this is not like an uh, like a super impressive list of safeties. Joey Blunt, Christian Young, Moral Osling, and Jonathan Sutherland. Do, do this is where I was coming to you, Kevin. Do you think they just keep extra cornerbacks with maybe some positional flexibility so that they can keep more talent on the roster, or does it matter? Is Joey like Joey Blunt? Is Joey Blunt on notice right now? He has the probably he's the fourth safety. He's the guy we kept from last year. Is Joey yeah. Blunt on notice? Uh, so the question then becomes, like, okay, so if Jarek Reed is being counted as a safety, that puts us at five safeties with Joey Blunt with uh. Artie Burns and Trey Brown both having roster spots then. So the question becomes, are Lance Boykin, uh, Benji Franklin, uh, Montre Braswell, and that host of people going to be able to push uh, Joey Blunt out? And I think that would take someone like Kyle Kata or one of those other kind of FCS athletes to show that they are football players instead of just like one season practice squad stashes. Because I thought Blunt played good. I, and he plays a lot of special teams. He's pretty flexible. He can play both safety roles. Um, I think that he's a really capable player. So I think I think it's kind of his spot unless someone like someone has to come take it from him. I don't think it's just an open spot with him as a placeholder. Joey Blunt seems like the most in danger to me of all the the secondary young secondary guys. Mm-hmm. Joey Blunt seems like he's in in danger. Eric. Is there any uh, is there any secondary player from the kind of the end of the roster here that you're excited to see out there and hoping to see uh, make the roster? No, no. Okay, uh, nice. I like I've it. Got one from... last Joey Blunt point though. Oh, sure. go ahead. Uh, the other thing is if Jamal Adams isn't healthy and ready, um, makes Julian. Yeah, because Julian Love can play. Uh, can play in the box. Quandre Diggs, we want to be able to play more in that single high two high look. Um, Blunt's the other guy who can come and play in the box. So um, because Jarek Reed's not that big. Yeah. Devin Bush is pretty small. And if we're like playing Julian Love in the box with Devin Bush, our box is is super light. So that is another reason why they're they're gonna be expecting these these say uh outside players to really tackle because they're gonna have to. And Blunt could <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna have to. And Blunt Blunt could be a good compliment to that for sure. Okay. Last three positions. Michael Dixon will be the punter. Jason Myers will be the kicker. And Chris Stoll. Um, what was the name of that that long snapping guy? What was <laughs> the, that? What was that? What was that guy's name? The, the guy with the college who owns the college. Uh, Rubio. Rubio. Rubio long, sna- long snapping Rubio academy. Long snapping. Rubio long snapping graduate. Chris Stoll has locked pretty much locked up long snapper because we didn't sign anyone else. 
So Chris Stoll, congratulations. Uh, Mr. Chris Rubio, congratulations on getting another long snapper in the NFL. Because you know what? Rubio Long Snapping is a producer of polished, glorious, exceptional final <laughs> products. There's no trial and error with possible results. There's only production. Okay, there's only production, boys. So just expect expect a lot from the uh, from the thing. Now, all right, any final uh, defensive thoughts? I, I want to go to you, Eric. First, what is we've taught? Now we've kind of laid out the roster. What is the base Seahawks first down? The Seahawks come out on first down of play number one of 2023. What is the base Seahawks defense? actually look like that's like the biggest outstanding question for me it's like i have no idea what the base defense looks like i think it's going to be a more or less four three so i want to say immediately oh it's four three but i don't think they want to kind of abandon this three four so i think Mm -hmm. you're looking at probably a three four with uh your your pass end like your your edge or your modified edge (laughs) Mm -hmm. basically uh you know, off the line or in a weird place. Does that make sense? So we're looking at like probably Draymond and Jaron with yes. Nwosu and Mafe as the four. And then and the, you've got Mafe somewhere between and linebacker he's like, and edge. Right. He's like he's standing up, though, for, for some reason. He's yes. standing up on the line. It's a 4-3 over. <laughs> this is like, also. And then, and then the linebacker. This also gives you the. The shot of putting a Jamal Adams someday in okay. a uh, in a pass machine. Yes, let's say Adams does turn out to be healthy. Then the middle is like Bush Wagner Adams is the the three, mm-hmm. and then you're and then you're looking at Diggs and Love behind that with uh with uh, Turwoolen and Witherspoon on the yeah. outside. Okay, that seems that seems very reasonable to me, Kevin. Do you agree? Like that's kind of the basic setup of what the, the Seahawks want to do. Uh, I'm going to go a little different. Okay, I love it. Let's hear it. Nice. So, uh, three down, young in the middle with uh, Draymond and either Jaron or Mario Edwards to be okay. the hand-in-the-dirt lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think we'd be looking at uh, uh, Bobby and uh, Devin Bush mm-hmm. um, kind of playing linebacker with a, uh, a, a the big nickel look. So uh, Jamal Adams would be playing kind of a hybrid uh, like edge slot kind of safety slash, uh, slash will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would have uh, Tariq Nwo- and Nwosu, Witherspoon. Tariq, Witherspoon, mm-hmm. Diggs, Love. Yep, that makes sense to me. Yeah, and then I think I, for me, I think they're going to play a ton of like regular nickel. I think the first offense on the field might be like a nickel defense. We played nickel a lot last year and it just might be like a three, three nickel look with, uh, with like my man, Jared Reed or yeah, my man, Jared Reed or Kobe Bryant on the field. Ahead or Julian of, Love plays nickel too. Oh like yeah. That. Ahead of, ahead of a thing. I, I'm I'm at the point now with Jamal Adams where like, I would love to see him back. When he's been on the field, it's been great. He was electric in the game against Denver. He obviously set the safety sack or secondary sack record the other season. The trade is unequivocally a bad one at this point. You can't argue. If you're still arguing that it's a good, that it's a fine trade, you just don't understand anymore. I mean, at the time, I think the the day it happened, I said these picks have to be after like 22, both of them. And they were both, 
<laughs> and then not, one one was one was number nine. I think that's horrible. You cannot give up the number nine pick for a box safety, especially now considering how injured he's been the whole time he's been here. So yeah, I I will I'll put my faith in Jamal when he's back on the field, and I would love to see it because, like I said, electric when he's there, but just too much not there. Uh, all right, that's uh, that's the defense. Let's let's put a bow on it. Let's go to the uh, the paid money zone. There are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so ever head over patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest. Join the 70 supporters of the Seahawks Nest podcast. Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, Evan, Flocktimus, Gavin, James, Jose, Joshua, Lucas, Malcolm, Micah, Rad Dad, Nikki C, Ryan, Tim, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, Daniel, Dave, Foles, Jay, Luke, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Warwolf, Brandon, and Nick. You can gain nuggets like my friend's new neighbor is Tariq Woolen. This is from the Discord. My friend's new neighbor is Tariq Woolen, and apparently his rehab program involves a lot of very loud music. That's information you can only gain. From the Seahawks Nest Podcast Discord. Inside information. <laughs> which which we'll, I bet you we'll get updates on it. You know, with, does the music get even louder? Does it get does it does it eventually quiet down once the rehab program is over? We'll know we'll know. We'll Our know. chief woolen backyard correspondent. Yeah. Does does this guy does this does this does this friend of a friend get invited to the cookout? We'll know. <laughs> we will know. All right. Good transition. Uh, oh, and then yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, I guess we speaking are doing cookouts. Speaking of cookouts. Perfect segue. Uh, I did it on accident. Expert segue. I know. I have to say something you're about to step on your own segue. Uh, I was about to start talking about something else, but let's just go straight into it. Much like like the CEO of Segway, you were about to crash yours. uh, This week, we haven't done a food eliminator in a while, and we were talking about, like, what's a summer food eliminator that we haven't done? We did the ice cream truck power rankings. Uh, We did that. I want to follow up on that really quick. I went to an ice cream truck. Not very long ago, I got the eclair bar. Did, wait, did you run? Did you run to it? No, I we were able to walk. Wow, I got you really. The, you really have grown. I up. got. I got the eclair bar. My kids both got the stupid gumball eyes things. I'm just gonna say eclair bar D. I would. It was not good. And then it was. It was not. It did not taste anything like I remembered. The ice cream was so bad in the eclair bar. And then the the kids the gumball thing. F minus. They were so bad. It was like I the told worst, you, it's the worst ice cream I've ever tasted. So I remember it being terrible at, as a kid. At this point, I would say if you're at the ice cream truck, get the cones because my wife got the cone and it was good and I was jealous. <laughs> and then and then uh, they had the Choco Taco on the side of the truck with a big sticker that said discontinued over it. And they did not have the cookie sandwich, which I was like very disappointed. Oh, you got to have the cookie sandwich. Yeah, it had to like, be sold that was, out. That was my that was my go to. I was ready for. I was gonna get cookie sandwich, and then I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta pivot. I gotta audible. Now you got That's what Claire Bard threw me out. It was not. It was. I mean, it wasn't like that Rocket Pop. Yeah, Rocket Pop would have been good. Rocket Pop A or B. I, I I tried to talk Odin into getting the Rocket Pop. I was like, dude, come on, man, you'll love it. You love popsicles. You love it. So he's like, no, I want the Ninja Turtle, and I'm like, the Ninja Turtle's not very good. You won't like it. Get the Rocket Pop. But we we have this ongoing <laughs> conversation, me and my son, where it's like. Every time I suggest a food and he eats it, he's like, oh, that was a really good food. I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to mess you up. Like, I want you to just eat things that are good. And I'm like, trust me. And it's he's starting to get it now, like where I, I recommend a food to him. He eats it and he's like, oh, this is good. So, But hey, Chippendale very... Rescue Rangers was really cool when I was four. And I definitely got the one where the nose was made out of gum. And I learned a life lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the ice cream flavor was like like cherry ice, too. It was like, or it was like cherry. It was not. It was gross. Okay. Anyway, we have got 
Uh, should I sort these alphabetically? Should I resort these alphabetically, Kevin? What do you think? Uh, I uh, don't care. Uh, I, I do. I do. So I'm going okay, to then go for it. I think it's fun. I'm going to resort them alphabetically. So the idea for us here is for us to figure out with via an eliminator, what's the best thing you could make at a barbecue? Because we okay. all know that sides, like every we talk about sides because everyone loves sides, but but we weren't doing sides this time. We've done we sides. did talk, and we didn't end up talking about sides because I got in some kind of vortex where these <laughs> weird of weird barbecue sides. So you can't uh, talk I want to let cookouts without talking about sides. You can't do it, and and I, I, for some reason the recipe started popping up, and I was like, "What's a pig shot?" You know, and the listeners got to know a pig shot is where you slice little coins off of a kielbasa. Set uh, cheese and jalapeno mixed cream cheese, cheddar cheese, and jalapenos mixed together on top of it. Wrap a piece of bacon around it and smoke it to make a little shot glass of America. That's a shot glass. <laughs> that shot, shot glass. glass that shot. That's the melting pot right there. That's that's that's, it. that's, that's what they were talking about. Cheese, that jalapenos, cheese that and pork. That's the melting pot. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the melting pot. not to be confused with the meat tube that you found. Oh, are shells. you talking about shotgun shells with the where it was a manicotti filled with ground beef and cheddar that that <laughs> wrapped in bacon that they then they then smoked in the smoker and then glazed with barbecue sauce. Absolutely right. disgusting uh, affront to Italians <laughs> everywhere that I would eat a hundred of. <laughs> yes. All right. Now that we've whetted your appetite with the appetizers, let's move to the main course. All right. So here we go. Here's the here's the mains that we wrote down. There are twenty four. It looks like. Uh, did I accidentally delete one? Oh, I think I did. Yep, I did, sure did. Okay, so we're gonna do this again. Uh, so I'm gonna. <laughs> this is why I vamped for time right there by talking about the sides so I could fix it, and then I accidentally deleted one. Do you guys like that? That's. This is how you know this is a high quality operation. Okay, <laughs> brisket, burgers, burnt ends, carne asada, chicken breast, chicken legs, chicken skewers, chicken thighs, which we separated out. Uh, chicken skewers, you know, you got to have like that peanut sauce or whatever. Okay. Fancy sausage. This includes like all fancy sausages, kielbasa, bratwurst. They're, I'm going to be honest with people. Linguesa. You might like one of these the best, but they're all the same. Uh, <laughs> grilled grilled fish, but the head has to be on. Okay. The head has to be on the fish. It's like you grilled a snapper. Or That's like an that. important note. If the head is not on, then you made it wrong. You start over. The head needs to stay on the fish. Uh, hot dogs. This is like regular hot dog. Ballpark Frank's, Nathan's hot dogs, whatever your favorite. Uh, Hebrew National. Kalua pork kebabs. I'm going to put them all in one category. Uh, you're, but you just, this, these kebabs have to include meat. Okay. Uh, then we got lamb chop, mushrooms. So this is like could be like a grilled slice of portobello or like a mushroom skewer, however you want to do it. But people present mushrooms as a main course. Pork chop, pulled pork, ribs, shrimp skewers. Smoked salmon or smoked or grilled salmon. Either one's fine. Uh, steak. The American. This is American style. So not carne asada. This is like you took a tomahawk steak or a ribeye or whatever and grilled it on the grill. Tri-tip. Turkey. Uh, veggie burgers. And then the whole the whole chicken. The beer can. Beer can chicken. Which I probably should have put with the rest of the chicken as chicken parentheses whole. Okay. Because <laughs> I, you know I love a chicken whole. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm sorry okay all right i apologize i got stuff to can in there all right uh the the pen of destiny has chosen kevin as our first eliminator so kevin oh shrimp uh, skewers kevin wants to eliminate shrimp I don't, skewers first. I don't need a setup i i that's just the easiest i don't even hate shrimp i hate what <sighs> shrimp skewers represent which is a very okay piece of dining that has become this like overpriced 
not that good thing. Just, like it's it's just it's not ridiculous. that much. It's just like you get the shrimp skewer and it's it's like shrimp on the on the skewer, and then you take them off, and it's just like a lot of work for like not that much shrimp. It just doesn't feel like I'm. I feel like I'm not getting enough out of it. The shrimp the- skewer is great if uh, that's the best thing at the cookout. If that's the if best thing if, at the cookout, then I'm leaving. No, yeah. the sides the sides can make up for it. If you have like shotgun shells in there, dude, anyone that can make <laughs> some good sides is making some good mains. Okay, Let's here we go, Eric. What, what's next? Uh this is this is hard, but uh, it's in the same family. Grilled fi- grilled fish. It belongs on the list, but it's it's already been here too long. Yeah, I, I'm a seafood seafood taking a hit right here, and I think it's well well deserved at the at the barbecue. I'm not like a big seafood guy unless your barbecue is seafood themed. So like the classic like uh, Mr. Gifford paella party that that's acceptable. Oh, yeah. That's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Let's go crazy. Uh, if you're doing like a like a big seafood boil, okay, cool, I like it. But that's not really barbecuing. I mean, it's just boiling a bunch of seafood in a pot. So those things are cool and do those. Those are great. And a seafood boil probably would have made it pretty far if we were just doing like things you do outside in the summer yep. while eating. <laughs> but but the but the uh, in this case, I agree, Eric. Grilled fish gotta go. I'm gonna take out veggie burgers because I'm. Does well, that include I'm, black bean burgers? I'm evil like that, and it includes Impossible Burgers too. It, I'm just yes. taking out okay. all kinds of fake meat burgers uh, because I just don't want them to beat regular burgers, and I'm so petty like that. And I will say this. Uh, last night I made Wagyu burgers for dinner and they're so good. And so yeah, I'm just are. like, I'm like all in on like just making awesome burgers and the veggie burgers have come a long way. They are way better than they were when I was a kid. Like the garden burger, the garden burger sucks. The bur- veggie burgers are very good now. I would eat a veggie burger if it was all someone was serving, but they, I would not eat it before almost anything on this list. Kevin, what's next? Uh, we got a lot of ways of making chicken here. So chicken breast is gone. Because it is the inferior chicken to the, all the other chickens that we have on this list. If you can nail a chicken breast, like kudos to you, and and it's very good. But so many times you get that chicken breast and it's dry, and you're just like dousing it in sauce or combining it with sides to try to make it palatable. It's too much work. Eric, do you Especially hate chicken breast? So easy, to just do thighs or something instead. My dad just turned off the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you eliminate chicken breast early? Chicken <laughs> breast is the best part of the chicken. Can't uh, eat that stuff. You know, it just has less, has less fat. Just tastes delicious. The you know the the thighs are all grisly. Okay, Eric. The chicken breast is um, the matrix of chicken. I don't I don't really know why we're cooking out in the middle of uh, or the late part of November. So I'm gonna delete turkey. Hey man, you can make a good turkey breast any time of the year, and if you good nail turkey it, leg too. Turkey leg. Yeah, ooh. yeah, it's fine. And also, but I I, I agree for November. This is a good time to take it off. Turkey. Hey, you have never had a turkey in the middle of summer at, at the Renaissance Fair, you know? You I get have. That it's big it's turkey fine. leg. I always wonder, like, why am I eating turkey twice a year? <laughs> okay, if it's because okay. you, you need because you need this? two naps a year. You need two. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. All right. So here's the thing, though, and to back Eric's point, taking the turkey leg at the Ren Fair is definitely something you do when you're 19. Because by the time you reach your 20th birthday, you should have realized that is too much of a commitment when you are trying to do anything else. Like mm-hmm. the turkey leg, when you're trying to like walk around a Ren Fair, got a costume on or whatever it is going on. It's like, that's that's a lot. You've just committed to this entire turkey leg. Our, Renais- our Renaissance Fair sucks because there's n- literally zero shade. I Do it in a forest or something, man. Like it's it so move. hot. It's in the it's middle st- of the field. 
open field. It's just in the Great middle choice. of an open field. Like just and otherwise it's good, but that is a big flaw. Some, put up some tents or something for people to stand in. Like it is, you're trying to give everyone heat stroke at this event. I don't know. I I'm very irritated with the with the current. And last year was a nightmare. Like with the people couldn't even get in the parking lot and stuff. It was just they refunded it our moved. tickets. It moved from Bonnie Lake. Yep. Okay. It's no, up in a uh, Skagit, I think. That will help, but uh, I don't know if it will. Uh, it, it's still is it still in the middle of a big giant field? Like, I will they, report this year. I think it's in a yeah. park, which means I mean, there I'll, might I'll be probably trees. I'll probably buy tickets too. But I yes, you gotta have trees. You gotta have trees. Come on, guys. Okay, uh, who is that? That was Eric. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking out lamb chops. They're good, but I, I don't want them that much at this thing. Plus, killing baby animals makes me sad. All right, Kevin. Uh, we are officially to the point where all of these things I would load onto my plate. So uh, that's pretty good. there's there's one thing on here that I, I would probably just pass on. If, if if there was a plate of all of these things available, I would pass on. One this thing. is where it gets tough, guys. It is, uh, it is tough, though. But I'm going to go with um, I'm actually going to go with the whole chicken. OK. And the reason why is it makes for a good meal. But like when you're at the cookout, you have to like kind of carve it apart or like it just it doesn't work in a in a cookout when I got my paper plate. And I got my sides loaded up, and I'm trying to figure this out. Either I don't want to have to like set my plate down, figure out how I am negotiating the chicken. Right. Exactly. Like, either some, either you have to make everyone else's life miserable or a pain in the ass by making them cut it up, or someone has to sit out of the cookout for like a half hour while they while they get all the chicken off of the chicken. So either way, it's like it's not not the best. It's it's not participatory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas it's the chicken. Not, it, Chicken legs, the whole or chicken, chicken thighs, and the so turkey are antisocial, and we're pro-social at these events. Put them, put them out, yeah, and they're ready to go. All right, Eric, you got the next elimination for me. It's it's hard to say, but man, oh, it's I gotta take out the salmon. Okay. Ooh, I love I love salmon, but I just feel like I want everything else more than this. Eric, you. For some reason, like when you took out salmon, your voice became like you guys got. Did you get closer to the microphone or something? You just you very like, manly. Oh, yeah, I, I, I said I sat up and got closer to the microphone because <laughs> this is it was so moment. painful to me. I had to. I just had to do it. He's like he went. You went from like normal volume to like like oh he's right. It was like ASMR. Eric ASMR. Eric had to break it to me that salmon was gone. You know what? That's. That's fair. That's fair. It makes could, sense too. I mean, I'm glad we interrupted on, him before he licked. And it was the, the last. It was the last seafood item too. So that's that's why that's why it was hard. Right, I'm taking seafood. out. I'm going. I'm going. I went chop last round. This round, I'm going chop. I'm taking out pork chop. I, there, are, every type type of pork that's left on this list is better than a pork chop. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm going to eliminate pork. Pork chops are good though. The thing about pork chops is what makes them good though is what you put with it. Yep. That's not that's not great. Like it, it's like, oh, I had this great pork chop. It had the some kind of apple slaw or chimichurri or something. It's like, yeah, yeah if, if you, some type. to make to make it good, you have to put like another thing on top of it. If you just gave me just a plain pork chop, I'd be like, no, thanks. Um, or I'd it'd eat it, but it's not <laughs> I'm, I'm not like that discriminating, but it's it needs the it needs that extra thing. So that's why I got to get rid of it. Kevin. Well, that's why we're getting rid of chicken satay. Because okay. that's another one where it's 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 the sauce that kind of brings it around. When I look at we got a lot of chicken left, and that is the uh, the weakest link of the chicken. That's uh, we, have a lot, we have a lot of pork left, and a lot of, we have a lot of everything left. We just got to keep going. We just got to keep it rolling, Eric. What, what's next? 
Uh, something that is just so, so good, but so, so not as good as everything else I'm going to keep in. Uh, buy mushrooms. Mushrooms. Uh, mushrooms was uh, was coming up for me too. Yeah, I'm not love- coming to the. I'm not going to the cookout to get some vegetables, Plus, guys. You, you can get the mushrooms like in the kebab. Like the it's, you know you. Uh-huh. It's it's better in other places. Mushrooms by itself, like come on, do a little get more. Stuffed mushrooms as a side. And yeah. now and now cue Kevin to remove the kebab. No, no, it's my turn next. And I'm taking it. I'm gonna I'm gonna engender controversy. I'm gonna make some people mad. Goodbye, steak American. Okay. Uh, because steak American, like just grilling a piece of steak, oh, it's great, it's wonderful. I'm glad you love it, but like it is, it's it's not as good as any of this other stuff. I'm I'm gonna read what's left, and I just think everything else is something I'd rather have than just like someone. If someone put all these out and they put up like just a steak on a plate, I don't think I would take any of the steak over brisket, burgers, burnt ends, carne asada, chicken legs, chicken thighs, fancy sausage, hot dogs. I'd take a hot dog before a steak. Yeah, that's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> Kalua pork, kebabs, pulled pork ribs, or tri-tip. Okay, I'm, I'm just, I just want all that stuff more. I just, uh, just, and I will tell you this: if there is hot dogs at a cookout for little kids, like people always do this, they so they have their, they have their barbecue, and they make all the stuff, and they're like, how many hot dogs should we make for the kids? I'm like, whatever, I mean, you make make one more for me because I will find room in my stomach to eat one hot dog, yes. no matter what else there is available. I don't know for some reason, like, for all right, me, what's your brand? There's something just so nostalgic and good about a hot dog. You're buying some you, hot dogs, make a nice easy I dinner. Usually what buy, I usually buy Nathan's because, because, it's because it has your name in it. <laughs> They're good, though. They're good hot dogs. So I Nathan's just buy them. and Hebrew National, I think, are the two like ubiquitously available that are extremely good. Like I would agree, a Nathan's hot dog. Aside from like Nathan just loving himself, which we all know. Do you want? Do you want to hear a weird <laughs> Nathan's hot dog thing? You want to hear that's this? So my daughter, yes. my daughter really likes hot dogs, and so one time I'm making myself a hot dog, and I make myself a hot dog, and then she's eating some other food that she picked, you know, and then she sees my hot dog, and she's like, "I want a hot dog," and I'm like, "Sure, I'll make you a hot dog." So I make her a hot dog, and then she eats it. She doesn't use a bun or anything; she just eats the hot dog. Then. She's three <laughs> before before mm. before people judge that. Okay, so she's three. So Who's then judging she, that that's every college then, student ever. So then she she eats the hot dog. And she goes, I want more hot dogs. I make her another one. I want more hot dogs. She ate five hot dogs. What is Whoa. what is this? Where does this kid keeping the hot dog? Like I don't understand. They, but she ate five. That's why she's five feet tall. Hot right? dogs. Yeah, she's she's really tall for for a three year old. So yeah, I don't know, man. Hot dogs run in my it's in my blood or something. Anyway, Kevin, what's next off the list? Uh, so uh. If you take out hot dogs now after that conversation, it would be hilarious. You could do the funniest thing possible. So what I was going to say is the two I was down to was Steak American was going to be my elimination or hot dog. All right. Hot dogs are good. So I'm taking hot dog. And the reason why is um, it's okay. So the reason why Steak American was going to be out is because I have briskets, burn-ins, carne asada, and tri-tip to all get my steak fixed from. And if I have fancy sausage... I like me a good hot dog, but I'll take I'll take a broad over a hot dog every day of the week. Okay, that's yeah, okay. how I am too. That's it's okay. if I want like a like a deluxe alternative meat sausage, like a chicken sausage with apple, or you know, like the jalapenos the hot, hot dogs, links. hot links, like something weak, uh, like you know where they've infused something. First. Uh, it's just that's way better just, than a hot dog. Last last year at our at our board games retreat, remember Kevin? We I, I was like, we got to get sausage, the fancy sausage from the barbecue place, and it was so good. Like was. Oh, that was two years ago. That was two years ago. That was two yeah, years that, ago. That the fancy sausage, it was like it. Oh, it but also over, just like grilling up a bunch of hot dogs, always good. It, it overplayed its uh its potential value there. All right, uh, that back. was Kevin. 
Back to Eric. Eric, what are we eliminating here? Everything here is going to be like an assault on somebody. Yep. <laughs> These um, are all, all, all bangers. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and take out... Euros. Oh, I just added it and you can delete it now. <laughs> I'm going to take out one of my favorite foods ever, and that's chicken thighs. Oh, I love chicken thighs so much. I, because I just, I'll keep good. the chicken legs in there. Chicken thighs at a cookout, I don't know. It's like not my favorite cookout food. And so, so it's, this was kind of like the least offensive thing I could think of removing. Here's the thing. Because I got, thighs. I got one, I got like two that I'm, that I'm going to take out. You're, you're going to go to war pe- for? No, okay. Well, I think, no, that I think people are going to be really mad about it, So I kind of want to delay that. Here's the thing about chicken thighs. If, when you make them, and you got to make them with the skin on at the cookout, I don't know what you're doing if you're making skinless chicken thighs. You should probably reevaluate a lot of life choices that you've made. Boneless skinless chicken thighs, they're <laughs> healthier for you. So boneless is fine, but just to keep the skin on. Okay, but if you make this, if you make the chicken thigh, okay, you have to cook it so that you can bite through the skin. If you, mm-hmm. when you eat the chicken thigh, when you bite the skin and the whole skin comes off off the top and it's rubbery, man, it is so. It's like it's such an anticlimax. It's like it's just like oh, it's like the worst ending to a movie ever or whatever. You know, whatever you can think of. But like you bite into that chicken thigh, you're like, this is gonna be so good, and you bite it, and the, the whole skin comes off in your mouth. It's just like oh man, it's a twist a, that makes no sense. Oh, and then you got God. that barbecue sauce. Like that's the thing is because if you can bite through the skin, then you get to... an even coating of barbecue sauce. Otherwise, the barbecue sauce comes off on that first bite, and then you're like, so now I put cold barbecue sauce on what should be like a baked on hot barbecue sauce situation. You that's worse. To have to get that bite through skin it's important you got to do it so that's my chicken thighs uh rant all right that was eric it's my turn now yep um i don't really like chicken drumsticks chicken legs very much so i'm gonna take them out i no i would have rather had chicken thighs than chicken drumsticks going farther uh chicken legs are good and like wings are great but it's all mildly overrated very messy food uh and just like costs more than it should like, wh- why is it so much more expensive than a chicken thigh? I don't know. That shouldn't be. Okay, Kev- uh, Kevin. wings are popular. Yeah, they're just more uh, popular. This is really hard because these are all great. So now it's one of those, like, I'm thinking about floors and ceilings. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, and I, that's so, the way I was with chicken thighs right there. Because the worst chicken thigh is pretty bad. So I think Eric, yeah. it's a worthy elimination for sure. It's the same with the worst chicken wing. Like, if you just don't make your chicken wings that well, like, I understand that. Or chicken legs, I mean. So I'm going to go with kebabs. Uh, there are people who don't know how to time the vegetable with the meat. And so either your meat yeah. or your vegetable is over or undercooked. And if that's another one of those things where it's like, man, I, I want don't... those peppers. I should be able to just like bite right through them. They shouldn't be crunchy. Like everything's got to be cut the right size for a mm-hmm. good kebab. Right. Eric, do you, do you like, a, what do you think about kebabs? Kebabs are great. You can have anything on a kebab. Uh, there's a lot of different meats, freestyle meat options. Uh, you get your vegetables, so you feel like, man, I had five kebabs, and I am but. not. I'm yeah, and I had like a bunch of onions and mushrooms. So there I'm was the pineapple on, on the one. Of them, yeah, I was gonna so say yeah. some, some people put like some a grilled watermelon. pineapple on there. It's super good. Yeah, yeah, grilled watermelon. Don't on a kebab. Don't forget about that. Yeah, yeah, super good. All right, Eric. Now you're up. Kebabs have been eliminated. Okay, here it is. This Love is kebabs. where uh, everything the is top, very top nine here. Brisket, Top burgers, burnt ends, carne asada, fancy sausage, Kahlua pork, pulled pork, ribs, and tri-tip. I'm getting rid of pulled pork. Okay. Fair enough. I really like pulled pork. I think we all, we're a pulled pork podcast, but I feel that at cookouts, pulled pork is always, 
99% of the time done not as great as that 1% of the time that was like, oh my gosh, did you have that pulled pork? <laughs> and that's so, my problem with pulled pork. Pulled pork sandwich flexibility should not be underrated here, though. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. Pulled pork, pulled pork slash chopped pork, highly flexible, highly adaptable. It's very easy to make. The floor of pulled pork is really high. Yep. No one, it's hard to screw up pulled pork. Like you just can't do it. The thing is, is Eric's right. Like every once in a while you get one that has like a really great smoke flavor and that just like kind of, it's just the best. And or the, or the, the sauce is an abrasive. Yeah. You, it's chasing the dragon and it's, uh, that's why I had to get rid of it. But the, yeah, the floor, the floor to that. I'm going to get rid of fancy sausage. Um, oh. sometimes, sometimes I get oh, mad at my heart. Some, Sometimes I get mad at fancy sausage. Did you eat too much fancy sausage? Because yeah, it's from the, the fancy sausage last <laughs> oh, night, heart. actually. That's why. Because <laughs> the, the Wait, ca- jalapenos <laughs> in it, my heart. The casings. The casings are like too hard or whatever. Mm. And I'm just like, sometimes it's like fancy sausage is just like, I bite into it. I get that chewy. I, I get that squirt of grease all over my face. And that's yeah, like, you gotta, hot. you uh, gotta let it cool down. That's Eric's yeah. favorite part. So, squ- <laughs> <laughs> so, so the. This fancy sausage. Fancy sausage for me. It's time to go. Kevin, what's next? Uh, I'm going to take out. Oh, this is so difficult. I'm taking out burnt ends. And that's because some people have trouble remembering that burnt ends doesn't mean the charcoal from the bottom of your grill. Yeah, but burnt ends are so good. good, And when they're done right, it might be the best. So but, when, when I make burnt, I often will make burnt ends and then I'll make other stuff with it. Cause you know, you don't usually just make burnt ends. I'll make burnt ends and then, and then I'll just end up eating only, only burnt ends. They're really good. It, I'll be like, I made burnt ends in a brisket. And then I just eat the, only the burnt ends and the brisket I slice and put away for later. It's like, I have all this brisket still, but I just ate only burnt ends yeah, today. If you make the burnt ends well, they are, they are tippy top so tier S tier. But like, I've had so many like hard impossible to digest impossible to eat like i felt like i was shoveling it from the coal train on uh into made, my mouth i made like a like pork belly burnt ends one time they were so good anyway oh. all right anyway uh, yeah the, eric, the more fat the better it's gonna be eric take eric, us into the top five yeah give us the top give us the top five here <sighs> i'm so sorry guys i am gonna take out i'm gonna take out brisket okay i there was one answer here that I was like, I would have been like mad about brisket is fine. It's okay. Okay. Well, so I didn't know how I, I feel like Kevin may really want that brisket in there. I think brisket's I love great. tri-tip and tri-tip and brisket occupy a similar space. Oh, right? there you go. Okay. Well, none. I'm not even going to belabor the point guys. we got a great top five. Nathan, uh, actually, I'll best, I would we say, got, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. I was no, going to say the, 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 brisket point though. The best brisket is the best thing out of anything. Yep. The best brisket is, is the best, but it's like, Really, it is a skill to nail a brisket. Like I've it made is a skill. I've, yes, I've made like thirteen or fourteen briskets at this point, and I would say like uh, two of them sucked. <laughs> two of them straight up sucked. Uh, like ten of them were good, and two of them were like in excellent. And so like it's really hard. Like you you have to like you have to tune in like with your you have to know your smoker really well, and you have to just tune in like what you're doing. It's just hard. It's hard to make like a, an excellent brisket. Yeah, you need everything it, at the top of it. Once it's bad, you can't save it. Anyway, Eric, what's the top five? Uh, we got burgers. We got carne asada. We got Kahlua pork, ribs, and tri tip. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow it down because I have a favorite pork thing that you could possibly make at a barbecue, and it's ribs. So I'm gonna eliminate Kahlua pork. Uh, these are all great items, though. At this point, at this point, you're you're killing your favorite son 
uh, so that your your so uh, that your other rest altar. of your family can live. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, your final elimination. Uh, so I will be eliminating carne asada because uh, I love being able to like dish up the street tacos straight at the barbecue. Like, so you put the tortillas out there, you dish in the tortillas. It's like a it's a kind of a unique barbecue experience, but it fully fits within the barbecue cookout like spectrum. And I love it for that. But burgers, it, ribs, and tri-tip, if I was making a top three, there's a good chance that is my top three. And around here, too, carne asada, if you go to the Mexican store, they'll have some ready to go for you that you can just, like, take home. It's already marinated for you. You don't have to do any work. It is impossible to screw up. Good good job by you. You made great carne asada for everyone. It's yeah, like that, that's onions in there and everything. Yeah, that's easy. like why I like I like it so much. All right, Eric, good luck with this one. <laughs> So a little behind the scenes here, we started with like, let's do, uh, Kevin suggested, let's do barbecue mains. Everyone's always doing sides. Let's do mains. And then we switched to cookout. And if we're doing barbecue, me, or we're doing sort of, you know, smoke, there's something to keep in this. Yeah, exactly. But I. It's both. It's both. You, You know, you can use your smoker or your barbecue for all of these items, right? I'm going to make it I'm going to make it either super easy or super difficult on Nathan and I'm going to take out uh something I love so much hot or cold and that's tri-tip. Okay, you did make it hard for me cuz tri-tip would have been my elimination. I, I know. And I I love tri-tip. <laughs> I just there's something I love here that I really want to win and that's I'm I'm shaping it. Burgers right. and ribs is a fun debate because ribs are super <sighs> high effort but super high payoff. Okay. Burgers uh will definitely match your effort for quality. Ribs are uh, pretty Ribs are very forgiving too, even if you're an, an idiot. Like they're they're not super hard to Ceilings get. Ceilings and floors here are pretty equal. That's the oh other yes, part. they are. They are. That's the other thing. Is like both the ceilings, ceilings are, are not, very very the high. Are the goat. floor is just great. It if you're not like if you're not steaming your ribs or doing some weird stuff like that, then you're yeah. yeah this is gonna be oh my gosh. A, a, this a is small like the, crummy burger or a, a steamed tr- rib. I'll still eat. <laughs> a true nightmare scenario for me. The only thing that could have been worse is if chicken thighs was here also. But that's that's because I can make really good chicken thighs. Like I, like I said before, other people will, will screw it up and I have bad chicken thighs all the time. Um, okay. Um, I'm just going to make – how about I make some more noises? Can I make some more noises? <laughs> right. Just keep making bad noises. Up. We'll all talk about how much hey I guys, like I could, I couldn't eliminate either of them. Two cha- – no, I have to do it. <laughs> that's no fun. Um, I'm going to take out – Okay. I'm going to do this. I got it. Here's the answer. You ready? I got the answer. I, I love how we got the Nathan. Okay, I'm leveling with you. Like, All right, look. here we go. Here's the thing. The bargaining okay. period. <laughs> ribs are just ribs. They you, you eat ribs. They're good, but they're always kind of similar. They're they're just ribs barbecue sauce. They just ribs taste like ribs. Ribs are ribs. Got Burgers. I'm going to start defining what these are so I can think right? about it more. Right. Burgers. great stalling. Burgers can be like anything. You can put so much different stuff on a hamburger and like kind of create your own experience that you desire. So like Ribs, you got to just eat ribs. And ribs are great. Ribs are amazing. But burgers, I can be like, oh, you know what? I want something really spicy or I want something a little sweet. And you can make some kind of topping that will make the burger, that will shape the burger experience that you desire in that moment. Also, burgers, a lot of cookouts I've been to, there's different cheeses. And also, everyone always says, do you want cheese? Which means, hey, there's so many different ways this burger could go. Yeah. Burger, I think burger is like adventure. The, 
Burger, I was just about to say that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so cool. All right, choose your own adventure. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like burgers are like the choose your own adventure of foods. But because ribs are so good and they're always ribs, ribs is the winner. <laughs> because wow. ribs, ribs by themselves, there's no flexibility here. Ribs are always just ribs and they made I would this just far. like to point out that Nathan <laughs> just pulled an Eric where he complimented someone and then went the opposite direction. Yeah. And stunned Eric more than anyone else with it. That it's was true. Huh? I'm stunned and I'm a little, I'm a little sad, but I guess I'll just drown myself in ribs. I'll be, I'll be honest. Like I, ribs is just ribs is so good, and they don't have to do anything to it. You know, it's just it's just you present the rib se- lightly seasoned in its natural. It's form also kind of like chicken wings in the incredible. sense that you can have like 18 ribs and be like, oh, yes. maybe I, maybe I shouldn't can, have had that many. Isn't it that satisfying too when you got that twenty third rib, the big pile of bones on your plate? Exactly, you got that big pile of bones, and you're just like, "Hey, oh, sweetie, I, I gotta put that. some of my bones on your plate to make it look like I'm not such a pig." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love ribs, and I think like two. There's a we we go to uh, to vacation with this family every summer, and they just salt and pepper. That's all he puts on his ribs, just salt and pepper ribs, and they're so good. Yeah, I bet and, they're great. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. Ribs just ribs. The ribs stand on their own. What a great, what a great dish. What a great eliminator. I hope we made everyone mad, especially with my burger bait and switch. So, so uh, <laughs> for Eric, for Kevin, we'll see you next week. Go Hawks. <laughs>